Thanks for listening to this episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis, your movie trivia and discussion podcast. Please don't forget to like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash screenfacts. Let us know if you have any questions or comments. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice or email screenfacts at yahoo.com. Please subscribe for free in the iTunes store to automatically get new episodes every Wednesday. Joining me this week on the podcast, my favorite person in the whole world, folks, my beautiful wife, Sue. Oh, thanks, honey. Well, yeah. <laughs> really? Aww. We're going to discuss a movie uh, that we actually saw on a date night. That's right. Or maybe a date afternoon. I don't know. We're old, so who, yeah, who can true. remember? But uh, it's actually a newer movie, too, mm-hmm. from 2013. Mm-hmm. The Heat. Or as it was originally known, Untitled Female Buddy Cop Movie. <laughs> Not as catchy as The Heat. <laughs> That's really funny. So it was, re- it was released June 28th, 2013. Originally, it was supposed to come out on April 5th. Well, the studio thought that the movie was so strong that they held it out for the summer release mm-hmm. because they knew that it would find an audience Good there. Good call. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So The Heat, of course, stars Sandra Bullock. Or Sandy, right? Yes. As she's known amongst... Everybody uh, calls her Sandy, apparently. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Michael McDonald, uh, who, uh, of course, was on Mad TV. Stewart! <laughs> Taryn Killam, a current SNL cast member. So good. Marlon Wayans. Michael Rappaport, Jane Curtin, and Tom Wilson all have great supporting roles in the it's movie. It's true. And if you're worried about Tom <laughs> Wilson, because news of his death spread quickly earlier this week, it's all right, folks. I don't right, know how folks. I missed that. I don't either. I don't either. I went and I looked up you know, Tom Wilson and it came up with this internet celebrity death hoax. He is alive and well and you should just stop believing what you see on the internet. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Tom Wilson, a very uh, talented actor and a very funny guy as well. Great stand-up comic. Yep. And he also does a lot of voiceover stuff in mm-hmm. cartoons like uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. Great, great talent. It's, you know, it's interesting because his part is not that big. No. You know, and there, you wish there was more of him. Yes. But just what he does with it, it's so funny. Oh, he's great. He says, how how old do you think I am? And she goes, I'm 58. And he goes, I'm 43. I'm 43 years old. My five-year-old son calls me grandpa. And she goes, well, you know, I round up. <laughs> so good. So good. So uh, The Heat, directed by Paul Feig, who um, has worked with Melissa McCarthy several times now. Several times. Including the upcoming Ghostbusters mm-hmm. this summer, which um, supposedly has the... Most hated trailer in history. I haven't seen it, but I I think I heard that even Melissa McCarthy was confused by it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I think people are just so maybe tired of reboots that they're they're thinking, oh, this is going to suck because it's a reboot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking, listen, if you go into this movie and you you think of it as kind of a new thing because it's an all-female cast Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of talented women, too. Mm Mm-hmm including Melissa McCarthy, but mm-hmm. I think people should give it a chance. It's hard to imagine anything's going to top the original Ghostbusters. This is true, because it is a classic. But it could be funny in its own way. Yeah. The movie also written by Katie Dippold. From Freehold, New Jersey. Nice. Jersey in the house. Yeah, and, and it's a very funny screenplay. And she also wrote the upcoming Ghostbusters mm-hmm. film. So again, another reason why you should give it a chance. This is true. And it also makes me want to maybe try out Parks and Rec, because I heard that she worked for three seasons on that show. Indeed. And also for Mad TV. So, oh, okay. You know, there's mm-hmm. people... There's so many connections. And that's the thing. I didn't realize that when we're watching the movie, there's a connection between Katie Dippold wrote for Mad TV, mm-hmm. Michael McDonald appeared on Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Paul Feig was involved with Freaks and Geeks, right. a show that he was... created it. A phenomenal show. Yeah. 
only lasted a season in 2000, mm-hmm. but I think you could see it on Netflix. Uh, you probably find it somewhere. Yeah, it's got like online. a huge cult following. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. And who was in it? Well, a lot of the guys from Judd Apatow's crew. Who in the Heat was in Freaks and Geeks? Oh, uh, Tom Wilson. That's right. Yeah, he played the coach. So many little connections. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Estimated budget of $43 million, mm-hmm. domestic gross of $160 million, worldwide gross of $230 million, which, of course, leads to, yes, the sequel, which will be coming out soon. That's uh, I think it's in pre-production now. Yeah. When they were coming up with this and getting it out, they thought, well, we really don't want to work on a sequel unless we have a success with this. But yes. I think they've had a success with this. Yeah, this movie did very well. Yeah. And, and I think it's probably done even better on video and stuff, mm-hmm. too. So I could watch it over and over, and oh, I laugh did. out loud each time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. There's so many funny lines in the movie. <laughs> and Melissa McCarthy is so funny and so good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about this before we came down to record. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy might be one of those actors that people either love or hate. You know, or is hit or miss. Okay. I don't okay. want to say love or hate, maybe hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would say I like everything she's done, but most of the things we've seen her in, we've really enjoyed her. Even if the movie itself wasn't yeah. great, she's always really good. She won Best Actress, and the movie won Best Comedy Screenplay at the American Comedy Awards. And Sandra Bullock and Paul Feig were also nominated, and also won a People's Choice Award for Favorite Comedy. Oh. So people definitely responded to Absolutely. this. What's not to respond to? <laughs> really, really, really great stuff. <laughs> So Melissa McCarthy's character mm-hmm. in this movie is real street. Yes. You know, she's real kind of vulgar yep. and hard edge. Yep. She's nothing like that in real life, right? That's what I've heard. <laughs> I heard that where, you know, in the movie, you have Melissa McCarthy who's dropping all the F-bombs and Sandra Bullock who can't even bring herself to curse. <laughs> bull feces. Bull, you know, here's some bull poo-poo for you, you know. Um, but in real life, actually, they said that that was kind of reversed because Sandy apparently has a little bit of a mouth on her and Melissa's a little more you know, genteel than that, I guess. Yeah. There's some actors or actresses that can throw out the F-word and mm-hmm. it's like poetry. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson oh, can say boy. fuck. Absolutely. And, you know, you expect to hear him say that. <laughs> yep, um, yep. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is another one of those actors that can say fuck and just her saying it makes you laugh. Just the way. And the, yeah, it's in the way it's inserted yeah. into other things and everything. In an interview I read with Melissa McCarthy and Paul Feig, they were talking about the language of it. And it's Boston and right. it's Irish. And, you know, so, of course, <laughs> there goes the mouth. And McCarthy said that the cursing, she does consider it a little genetic because she is Irish, part Irish. Yeah. But at one point she said, I, I just don't think I have any more in me. And he said, sure you can. They counted F-bombs in this movie, 190. Oh, wow. S-words, 90. It didn't seem like there were that many F-bombs. I think it's just because uh, sometimes they're rapid succession. <laughs> rapid fire F-bombs. Boom. <laughs> it's like F of a machine gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things she says when she, when she says, I'm balls deep in boredom. Balls deep in boredom. I what a great that. line that is. Yep. Katie Dippold, that's great. Yep. That's great writing right there. Bullock and McCarthy both read the script and they loved it. They mm-hmm. loved the fact that it was a female buddy thing and it wasn't something where the women were just, you know, fighting over a man or going out shoe shopping. Okay. You know, um that you know, they decided to make them really real characters 
and flawed and they could really start tweaking and futzing with the characters and getting into it. But there was a lot of improv on the set, too. Okay. Not surprising because uh, because of the background of these actors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially Melissa McCarthy. Yes. I got to say something. When I did the preparation for this podcast, I did my normal research. So there weren't a lot of screen facts available in the normal outlets where I look. But, but you... In the obscure outlets of the far reaches of the internet where I like to look. Yeah. it's You know, I don't expect you to do work for this because, you know, I appreciate you just coming on here with me and talking about a movie. <laughs> But you came up with eight pages of notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, condensed down from 11. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knew there was that much to talk about with the heat? Exactly. One thing I wanted to say really quick, we were talking about F-bombs and everything else mm-hmm. and the fact that, that she comes from an Irish family in the movie mm-hmm. and stuff, and it takes place in Boston. Mm-hmm. When is a Boston accent not funny? True. The answer is never. <laughs> <laughs> never. Never, exactly. It's never not funny. And no disrespect if you're from Boston and you speak with an accent. No. I don't mean it in a derogatory way. And they play it up for laughs in the movie. Exactly. When the brother is, they're at the dinner table and Sandra Bullock's character (laughs) is sitting there and uh, the brother says, are you a knock? She's like, I'm sorry, what? Are you a knock? A what? You know, Johnny Depp in 21 Jump Street, a knock. Oh, a narc. That's what I said, a knock. What am I, speaking Japanese over here? And then she goes, I, I wasn't hearing the R. R. <laughs> I wasn't hearing the R. I mean, it's just funny. It's yeah, funny stuff. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of it was in the script, but a lot was improvised. Right. And also, Katie, the writer, mm-hmm. was on set with a stack of post-it notes. Okay. And she would just write jokes and hand them to Paul Feig. Oh, wow. Like, on the fly. And they would go, oh, this is great. Let's use it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so she, you know, she gave him a great structure. Mm-hmm. Two amazing actors in the lead. You know, a director who's all about it. Mm-hmm. And then throwing in just, like, jokes left and right. That's probably a really fun set to work on. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. I mean, Melissa McCarthy comes from the Groundlings, which is a great improv troupe in L.A., right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of super talented people have have come through there. Mm -hmm. You could Google that and you can find out who. Oh, I did. (laughs) I bet you did. You want to rattle off some names? I would love to. Well, first of all, she met her husband, Ben Falcone. Who has a cameo in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. He called her out on the fact that she was improvising a monologue that she had actually pretended to write on paper in one of their classes. So it turns out Groundlings is this improv company Mm -hmm. and there's two tiers to it. And the first tier, you know, there's classes and some performance. And then the second tier, they move up and they join this upper tier and they do regular performing. They do a lot of writing and this and that. And then, you know, possibly they go on from there. So Melissa McCarthy, Ben Falcone... Tons of people from Saturday Night Live, right? as we guessed. Some people that we know and kind of like a little bit, like Wendy McClendon-Covey. Oh, great. The mom on the Goldbergs. Yes. Cheryl Hines. Mm-hmm. Edie McClurg. Oh, she's great. Adrian Barbeau. Oh, wow. Who knew? Yeah. Pat Morita. The late great. Craig T. Nelson. Okay. And then a couple other people from the cast, like Michael McDonald. Okay. And Caitlin Olson. Who has a, a brief role in this Tatiana. movie. Tatiana. Tatiana. And the she's... The breastises. The breastises. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my house, bull in China shop. Bull in shop. China shop. Get the fuck out. Get fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, so it kind of makes you wonder, you know, all these people are come from this background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, see, I had done this before I watched the movie again. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, I wonder, did they come up with that on the spot? And I think on the Blu-ray, 
there's probably a feature where you, there's alternate takes of things. Oh, yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. Because, you know, they probably do five to seven takes of every really funny line in the movie, and then they pick the one that they think is the best. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, when Linerama. They... Linerama. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Another interesting thing about the Groundlings is mm. they were formed in 74, and in 81, they started adding alternative format shows. One of the first guys to think of that was a fellow named Paul Rubens. Oh, okay. Who Pee-wee created... Herman. The Pee Wee Herman Show as part of his Groundlings experience. Very cool. Yeah. And you podcasted about him. Yeah, of course. Is podcast a verb? uh, It is now. now. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) I wanted to say about Taron Killam. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he has a very limited role here and he doesn't really say a lot in the movie. Yeah. He's, for my money, one, if not the most talented guy on, on SNL right now. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He's very versatile. I mean, he's great in the sketches, but he also does great impressions. He's really an amazing talent. He is. So Melissa McCarthy was almost unable to do this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the middle of shooting Identity Thief mm-hmm. with Jason Bateman, another great That's actor. That's fine, yeah. And she was also working on Mike and Molly at the mm-hmm. time too. Once she wrapped filming on Identity Thief, she was commuting back and forth to Los Angeles and Massachusetts mm-hmm. to shoot this and Mike and Molly. That must have been crazy. It's kind of like when Michael J. Fox yeah. was working on Back to the Future and, and Family, family ties. ties. Yeah, That's got to be grueling. That's grueling. Yeah. Plus, she's a mom. You know? yeah. I mean, she's got a yeah. lot going on. Mm-hmm. So, And she's a clothing designer. Right. Definitely no moss growing under her feet, right? <laughs> no, no. And in Zombieland, when Emma Stone says Bill Murray has a direct line to her funny bone. Yes. Well, he does to mine too, but Melissa McCarthy, yeah. direct line to my funny bone. Yeah. I mean, all she has to do is you know make a face about something and I'm rolling on the floor. I probably would watch almost anything she's in. Yeah. I've enjoyed her in everything. Yeah. Even if the movie wasn't the greatest. Yeah. She's always really, really funny. Yeah. And, you know, Sandra Bullock, also extremely funny. Yeah. Even though she's got like some more serious stuff to her name now. Well, she's not really known as a comedic actress per se. Yeah. But she's done, I mean, she's done funny stuff. Yeah, well, she did the Miss Congeniality. Yeah, the two Miss Congeniality movies. Right. By the way, this is the third movie that she played an FBI agent in. The other, those two movies and this. Oh, okay. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now, last week we talked about Silence of the Lambs on Mm -hmm, the podcast, mm -hmm. Tim and I. In your research, you found out something very interesting. I found out that the writer, Katie Dippold, even though she had started to, you know, dabble in, you know, college improv and then later she joined the Upright Citizens Brigade Mm -hmm. and, you know, starting to write some comedy, she was kind of on the fence about if she really wanted to jump in because it turns out she said that she would go back and forth between wanting to be in the FBI or do comedy writing. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Could be more opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She said, I was obsessed with Silence of the Lambs when it came out. I love the FBI so much, but you had to apply online and there was no room to make myself sound good. (laughs) Do you speak any language fluently? No. (laughs) Do you have any full-time employment? No. Have you done any drugs? Yes. And that was it. Well, we aren't interested in you. you. (laughs) So she stuck to comedy. (laughs) Okay, so she was no Clarice Starling then. No, no, no. (laughs) I would imagine that the whole FBI police thing mm-hmm, in this movie mm-hmm. comes from her being a fan of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs, FBI, and she also was big into cop movies and stuff like that. Okay. Um, she said she's seen Lethal Weapon around 2,000 times. Okay. And a great buddy cop movie. also really, really loved Running Scared. Oh, okay. Great and 48 one. Hours. Classic 80s uh, so buddy cop was, movies. That was what she drew on. Okay. So in Running Scared, there's a montage, right, of mm-hmm. the, the guys with different girls in the back of their scooters and yes. bikinis. Yes. So when she was writing this, she thought, 
well, why can't we kind of have something like this going for us in this movie? And that's where they came up with the idea of Melissa McCarthy's exes coming up to her, wanting to be with her. (laughs) Very funny. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. (laughs) In order to be with you, I have to be a better person. (laughs) You know, and then then she, um, with the one guy, she turns to Sandra Bullock and she's like, this is why you don't feed Strice. (laughs) That, by the way, was her husband that she says it about, Ben Falcone. Yeah, yeah. So good. It's really refreshing in this movie that, like you said, it's it's based around two strong female characters. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this in past podcasts, and we might as well jump right in now. Okay. There's a thing known as the Bechdel test. The Bechdel test, yes. Yeah. Paul Feig is a huge fan of the Bechdel test. In case somebody's listening and they're not really familiar with it, what is it all about? Okay, well, the full name of it is the Bechdel-Wallace test, otherwise known as the Mo Movie Measure, but it's often simply called the Bechdel test. It's a test which was developed by Liz Wallace. It became widely known after Alison Bechdel featured it in her comic, Dykes to Watch Out For, where the character <laughs> Mo explains that she refuses to watch any film that doesn't fulfill this short set of conditions. The movie has at least two women characters who talk to each other about something other than a man. In the comic, the punchline is, yeah, the last movie I saw was Alien. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, Paul Feig has been a champion of this test. Yeah, yeah. If you think about his body of work, Mm -hmm. I would say pretty much all of his movies pass the test. Yeah, definitely. So good for him. He said that when he was working on Freaks and Geeks, his Mm -hmm. favorite character was Lindsay. Okay. And he just said that he always felt like, why can't people look at a movie poster of two women in a movie and look at it and say, oh, look, there's two funny people. Right. Not, oh, look, it's two women. Yeah. I mean, to me, funny is funny. Yeah. Yeah. A great quote from Paul Stanley. (laughs) Got to get my kiss reference in, right? This has nothing to do with movies, but you can apply it to movies. Paul Mm -hmm. Stanley always says that there's two kinds of songs or two kinds of music, good and bad. Okay. It doesn't matter what the genre is. If you are talented and you have the goods, then it's going to come through. It's going to be good. And so it really doesn't matter what your gender is. You could be funny, whether you're a man or a woman. Exactly. That's why, you know, Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy both have that direct line to my funny bone. There's just something about them that gets me. Ironic that they starred together in a non-funny movie. Oh, I know. We got to do that one day. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good movie. movie. St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Another interesting point about women in the movies, Katie Dippold made, and she said that she really feels that there should be more movies about camaraderie between females. Absolutely. Rather than competition. You know, because look at what girls are doing to each other and women are doing to each other. Well, people in general, but yes, women are definitely catty. and Yeah, you know, and, you know, the body shaming that goes on and somebody posts a picture somewhere and, you know, a million people are going to tear it down right away. She said that maybe if there's more movies that show camaraderie, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that would help girls growing up now to see that and see, oh, this is what it can be like. And Paul Feig even made a good point that he considers the comedy production in Hollywood to be a boys club. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's not just coming. Everything in Hollywood is probably a boys club. Well, well, yeah. (laughs) You know, for being honest here, for keeping it 100, as Larry Wilmer says. Hey, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good point that changing people's mindset about anything really Mm -hmm. starts with people that are highly visible or popular. Right. You know, so people in the movie business obviously get a lot of accolades. They're just regular people at the end of the day. They put their pants on one leg at a time. But I mean, you know, we look up to them to some degree because they're familiar. Yeah, yeah. So if they start changing things by Mm -hmm. having camaraderie between two women instead Mm -hmm. of cattiness, Mm -hmm. 
maybe that trickles down to real life. Yeah, you never know. Paul Feig had said when he did Bridesmaids mm -hmm. that it was kind of like a, oh, it's got all women. Let's see how it does <laughs> kind of attitude. And this even did too. And he thought to himself, you know, if an all-male movie comes out, nobody in Hollywood goes, oh, well, we better pull back on the all-male cast here. So if true. it doesn't do well, what are you going to go? Oh, you know, we shouldn't have all these women comedies, these female comedies. Yeah, I mean, Bridesmaids was very successful too. Yeah, and, and that kind of launched his career in this direction. Yeah, and there have been other movies that are strongly female-based mm -hmm. that have been successful. Mm -hmm. Clueless, Mean Girls was a big okay. hit. Mm -hmm. There's an audience for this stuff, for sure. Oh, yeah. What Paul Feig said was, remember, it's a business. Yeah. So if you want to see more of it, Go see it. When it's out, go buy a ticket. Yeah. He said that's the equivalent of casting your vote to Hollywood saying, yes, more. Yes. So there's a funny gag in the movie mm -hmm. where Ashburn, Sandra mm -hmm. Bullock's mm -hmm. character, is settling into her Boston digs. <laughs> she moves there from New York to work on this case. <laughs> her four boxes yeah, of stuff. Yeah, she's got her boxes of stuff. And one of the things she brings along is a high school yearbook. <laughs> yeah, 1982, right? 1982 yearbook. Yeah. As it turns out, that is actually Sandra Bullock's real High school yearbook from 1982, cool. where she went to high school, uh, Washington Lee High School in Arlington, Virginia. The art department had to use some digital trickery to give glasses and braces to the character's picture. Oh, it's actually okay. her picture, yeah, yeah. but they actually put glasses and braces on her to make her look nerdy. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I've seen that picture like in real life of right. saying, you know, who are they now? You right, know? right, yeah. exactly. Oh, cool. And they also took out all of the signatures from her classmates and right. teachers because the gag in the movie... Is that she's so unpopular, unpopular that the only people that signed it were a couple of teachers and they said, hey, student, <laughs> have a great summer, yeah. you know. It'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so did you know that this movie wasn't going to originally be placed in Boston? No, I did not know that. That would be a different movie completely, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like we said before, the Boston accents, mm -hmm. everything about it. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, it was originally going to be in New York. Okay. But to save on tax costs or something. There was something okay. for, about tax reasons that okay. made them change it to Massachusetts. The only movie that had a bigger debut among movies set in Boston was Ted. Setting it in Boston, they changed it up a little bit at that point. Her family had been written in, mm -hmm. but they decided to really expand upon it. Okay. Because now you've got this Boston Irish Catholic family. So let's talk about her siblings. One of her brothers yep. is played by Joey McIntyre, who is a member of New Kids on the Block. His fellow new kid, Donnie Wahlberg, right. is married to Melissa McCarthy's cousin, Jenny McCarthy, it's in real life. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Let's just talk about Bill Burr for a minute. Okay. He has a show on Netflix, an animated show. There's only six episodes, but a second season is in the works. Mm -hmm. It's called F is for Family. <laughs> really funny. It takes place in the 70s. Mm -hmm. It's really, really well done. Very, very funny. He yep. does the voice of the father. Mm -hmm. In addition to, I believe, writing a lot of the stuff yeah. on it. Aside from that show, we've seen a couple of his stand-up shows on Netflix as well. He's awesome. It, it, he seems like the kind of guy you would just like to just talk to. Just want to hang out with. Like if you saw Absolutely. him at a party, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go over there. Oh, he, he'd probably be so much fun to just hang out and talk with. Yeah, He's really, yeah. really great. And I've heard him on a couple of other podcasts, too. And that's the thing about him. He's just funny. Yeah. There are some people, you know, you, you hear about comics that, that are they're funny on stage, but maybe like mm -hmm. that's where they're funny and that's it. Mm -hmm. Bill Burr is just a funny guy. Yep. A small role in this movie, but very, very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, the parents, I kept looking at the dad going, who is that? Who is that? Who mm -hmm. is that? Well, it turns out uh, that's it's Michael Tucci. Okay. He acted on Gary Shandling's show okay. with Paul Feig. Okay. But, you know, where I know him from is the movie Grease. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I thought he I looked familiar. Because I kept looking at him going, 
Who is that? Who is that? Oh, he was one of the T-Birds. Yes. Oh, my God. Isn't that funny? Oh, I can see him now. He was sunny. You know, it's funny because he's a lot older now, obviously. Yeah, and the glasses. Yeah, you don't don't think about it. pullover shirt, you know. That's great. And then, of course, Jane Curtin is the mom. Of course. And um, (laughs) she was kind of suggested on a lark just because she's from Boston. Right. Another funny thing I love in the movie was when they go out for their girls' night. Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy were asked, did you do your own stunts for the movie? And they're like, well, we did our own dancing. That's what you mean. <laughs> so they decided to not rehearse it yeah. and just get up and like have it look as terrible as it could. <laughs> and it does. And it did. It's really funny. You know, that beginning thing where it's like they're doing the thing together yeah. and the arms and yeah. everything. That's after they uh, kind of are kicked off the case. Yeah. You know, when things go south. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they decide that they're going to have a couple of drinks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a couple turns into a lot more. Yep. Yep. And um, Paul Feig said to them, for the scene where you're getting drunk and you're like sitting at that checkerboard, Mm -hmm. we'll have you do shots there. (laughs) He said he went off camera and he came back and they had their their noses taped up like that. (laughs) So it was their idea. And he comes back and they're doing the whole thing with the nose. And Melissa McCarthy had taped the fork to her hand. And then she's like thwacking Sandra Bullock in the boobs. Yeah. None of that was in the script. Oh they just God. put it in. <laughs> There's clearly a great chemistry between the two of them. Like, they, they became really fast friends working on this. Mm-hmm. And now, from what I was reading, they, they've actually become pretty good friends. Yeah, yeah. So, which could only make the sequel that much better. Yes. You know, when you have a pair of actors, or even more than a pair, if you have mm-hmm. a group of actors working together, mm-hmm. and they all have a really good friendship, yeah. that usually comes through in, yeah. the, in the final product. Yeah. I wonder what you call it for women, because when Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum had 21 Jump Street going on, they mm-hmm. were calling it a bromance. Right. But I don't know what you would call it for women. Uh, Womance? Womance, why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Womance. Yeah, but, you just made up a new word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first here on the Screen That's Facts right. podcast. That's right. <laughs> Ask Sandra Bullock what her favorite part of the movie was, or either of them, actually, and they'll both shout out, the peanut! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the scene at the bar when they're both kind of hammered, and Sandra Bullock puts her head down on the bar, Mm -hmm. and then when she pulls it up, she's got a peanut stuck (laughs) up her nose. Now, that was her idea. She also said it was a salted peanut. <laughs> that's, that's, listen, that's so brave. So the danger is real. Yes. The danger is real. Absolutely. So she put it up really far and Melissa McCarthy had to take a swizzle stick <laughs> and go up and get it. <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, the operation game. It's funny because there's an old saying, you know, you could pick your friends, you could oh, pick your nose, but you hey, can't pick your friend's nose. Hey, but hey. evidently you can. Yeah. Feig, of course, you know, is like, well, we can't just have it once. Right. You know, you always have to have a second take. So <laughs> they did it a few times. Sandra Bullock apparently shoved that nut up her nose six or seven times. Oh, yikes. I think what I love about them individually and then when you put it together is they're each the kind of actor who isn't afraid to just get down and ugly for comedy. Absolutely. You know, just put yourself out there so it's going to be silly, so it's not going to be glamorous. Just do it, you know, and go for it. I think that's definitely a trait for people that come from improv. Yeah. You know, especially the groundlings. More often than not, we're making themselves look really, really silly on SNL for laughs. Mm Mm-hmm. Sherry O'Terry, oh Kristen Wiig, yep. I think, came from the ground, yes, Groundlings did. as well. Mm-hmm. You can't take yourself seriously if you're going to do comedies. Yeah. You just can't. Like when Melissa McCarthy crawling from the one car to the other through the windows. I mean, that's not There's exactly a lot of... flattering. She's up there with her butt in the air and cursing away. And, and you know what? It's funny. Yeah. And I got to give her a lot of credit for her physicality, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. She does that thing. I, it looks like her going over that fence, too. Yeah, it does. And I just also have to throw in, I love the bathroom scene at the club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So funny. <laughs> She's cutting up uh, Sandra Bullock's clothes because yep. she looks so square. Yep, yep. 
And then uh, the whole thing with she the spanks. She pants and she turns out she's got spanks underneath. What is that? It's my spanks. It keeps everything in <laughs> together. You mean? you mean like medically? <laughs> She's like, she's like, you gotta air that 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 furnace. <laughs> My hand's a foot away. I can feel the fire. <laughs> this is really a fun movie. It really is. Buddy cop movies almost always are good. Mm-hmm. There's just mm-hmm. something about them that just works. Mm-hmm. And it is a nice story about friendship. I'm looking forward to the sequel. Me too. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And you oh, know yes. what? I'm looking forward to Ghostbusters. Why not? For all for all the reasons I said earlier. That's right. You got an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. The talent in that cast is unbelievably yep. off the charts. Yep. Great director. Mm-hmm. Great writer. Yep. And Cast your votes. Go see it. Yeah. I'll check it out. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Well, thanks for doing the podcast with me. Thanks for not laughing too hard at me when I brought home my eight pages of notes. I'm psyched that you did that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was so much fun. I just feel bad that you did all that work. Are you kidding? I love to read. Okay. So, you know, finding an interview online and reading it and then like you learn all these other things. Yeah. I'm just grateful that you do the podcast with me. Oh, shucks. Then you find tie-ins to things like, you know, Silence of the Lambs from your terrific podcast Who last knew? week. And your, Who knew? And your Pee-wee reference to your other terrific podcast. Who knew? <laughs> you know, it's a small screen facts world, honey. We just live in it. And thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash screen facts. Let us know if you have any comments or questions. Again, you can tweet me at Jason Davis Voice or email screenfacts at yahoo.com. If you enjoy the show, please help us out. Give us a rating and comment on iTunes. That helps more people discover the show. And another way you can help is by telling somebody. Word of mouth is a beautiful thing. You can't really underestimate that, right? Right. Tell a friend, tell a family tell member. tell two friends, and so on, and so on. And so on. on, and so yeah. Tell people that are movie fans about this podcast, because we love making it, and we have a lot of fun. Hopefully, you're having as much fun with us. You can support the show by buying merchandise, too, if you'd like. We have Screen Facts merchandise on the podcast page of jasondavisvoice.com. Show theme music by audionautics.com. Thanks to wickedradionetwork.com and our announcer, Kim, from kimsvoice.com. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.